0: Okay, so when um, when Michael Brown asked me to speak on this topic of why I pray with others, I said that's going to be the shortest sermon in in history because <clears throat> the simple answer is I've got the f- concentration span of a flea, and I'm much better when I pray in a group. I, for some reason, I can sit for an hour in a group with people praying, and not twitch and whatever else. And if I'm praying at home, I'm really not wonderful at. I try, but I tend, some, mine goes off into some other direction and I'm no good. So then I thought, and he said, well, I've noticed that you're a person who you do go to things where people pray, and I went, oh, okay. That's true. And you know how you don't see yourself properly, you know, and Michael, Michael's thing kind of shed this light, and I went, oh, okay, that is true. And my mind went back to this occasion at camp, Blue Lagoon Camp, I think 1966. Um, you can work out who I am with a bit of a push. And you also, many of you know the person who's in the middle of the, the row of five of us. Um, it's Micheline, now Tyson, when we were all young and beautiful. And as far as I know, all of those, the couple I'm not in touch with, but... I'm in touch with are all still um, believers in one way or another so we had this there was a camp girls girls camp uh, May I think it was probably 66 and we got up early and went down to the what was then the very simple little barbecue area and we used to pray together and in that same year there was a friend of ours who was had a very difficult home life and we this is another way. You don't have to be with everybody right at that time. We formed an idea called Kathy Praying Time. Her name was Kathy, KPT at 9:20 at night, when most of us would be doing homework. That we would stop at 9:20 on, a, I think it was a Thursday. Don't quote me after all these years. And pray for Kathy, which was just really. I wonder where we got that idea from either, but you know. And then I realised also the more I thought about it, I thought, oh, okay, yeah. When I was at Melbourne Uni, the EU, the Evangelical Union, had what was called daily prayer meeting, and I think it was every morning. I didn't go every morning; couldn't get there all the time. But at maybe 8:30 in the um, in the activity centre. So I used to try and get to that. So yeah, I thought, okay, Michael is right (laughs) as he often is about that. My Um, I did have this sort of drawn to pray at with other people. So I'm going to talk later. I'm going to talk later about opportunities for us to do that. But let's first go to the Bible, which is always a good idea. And Acts 12. So in Acts 12, there's um, an example in the early church of people praying together with a very powerful outcome. So in Acts 12 we've got the story about Peter who's been arrested. Um, Herod's put him in prison and he's going to t- intending to bring him out for public trial. And in verse 5 it says that um, Peter was kept in prison but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Now I'm not going to go through the whole story about how Peter was miraculously arrested. Um, released from prison by an angel and he himself thought it was a dream until he came to in the street and thought this is actually cold and I'm out here and I'm not in prison oops Um, what do I do so he then he knew that people would be in the house of um, Mary the mother of John Mark so it says in verse 12 when this had dawned on him that he was actually out and not dreaming about it um, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Very, they were really concerned, obviously they were concerned about Peter. And um, Peter knocked at the gate, as you can see there. And um, the Peter knocked at the, at the outer entrance, and the servant girl named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognised Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door! So poor old Peter is still out there in the cold, still hammering on the gate, and um, thinking that any minute the soldiers or guards or somebody are going to be coming along because they would have known perfectly well where Christians were gathered. And in a very good example of... of how not to believe the answers to your own prayers, which is one of the funniest stories, I think. Um, The the people who were praying that she came back, they said, you're out of your mind. They told her. When she kept insisting, she said, no, he's there, he's there. I heard his voice, you know. They said, oh, it must be his angel, like a ghost sort of thing. But poor old Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened, finally they went, Okay, that is actually a noise. And they, when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. I just think this is—it's amazing. They had been praying as a group, a whole lot of them praying together, for, and they had already seen miraculous things happen before this, Peter and the lame man and so on. And yet, when they were totally gobsmacked that this prayer had been answered, like I, I don't know what they thought might happen. Maybe they thought Herod would release him or something. But anyway, they were astonished couldn't believe it I'm sorry about by the way if you were noticing carefully you would have seen that the servant girls got different clothes on in some of these pictures because I had to find them in different places on the internet Um, anyway but Peter they were astonished and Peter motioned with his hand and for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison so that's really it's really interesting that that they prayed Clearly, believing in some way that God would help, otherwise why would you pray, but then could not believe the answer. So that's a really good example of a very not very faith-filled reaction, but also of the evidence of the power of collective prayer for those people. And it was amazing. and Peter was obviously preserved at that point. So um, I really note um, Paul Scott, In last week's sermon and in his email this week his emphasis on growing together and many of the commands about prayer in the New Testament are not to us as individuals but collectively now here you need to have a little tangential grammar lesson so in Greek as in many other languages there are singular singular, and plural words for you and in older versions of English that singular one was thou or thee depending on where it was in the sentence and in French and German so French it is to in German it is do but in English now we say you for everything so if I'm saying it to, to just to you I was, you know it's just to you if I'm looking at you but if I say or you you understand that's lots of you now Verses in the New Testament that we commonly and happily and rightly take to our heart for ourselves mean all of you together. So for instance, Philippians um, 4 verse 6 and 7, do not be anxious, and I put it, but all of you present your requests to God. The verse is actually plural, the word is, the word is plural, and the peace of God will guard all of your hearts He's talking to the whole of that group of Philippians at the time and to us and of your minds in Christ Jesus. And in verse in 2 Corinthians 1.11, again I've put, you all help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favour granted us in answer to the prayers of many. And then Ephesians 6.18, and I've put all of you, it just says pray but the word is plural, pray, um, in the spirit on all occasions keep on praying for all the saints and in Colossians 4 verse 2 devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful all those words in the Greek are plural words they are speaking to everybody as a group okay and there are heaps of other examples and almost every time because of course Paul and the other apostles were writing to groups of churches um, the you. And the verbs are plural. Um, Michael Brown has done an amazing list of all these examples of prayer in various groups, and I'm sure if you asked him, he would email you the amazing list he did for this. It's really, it was really helpful too, thanks, Michael. Um, but you could look through that list, it's very encouraging. So let's come to the reading that we had in Matthew 18. Tell you that when two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. Now we often, rightly, say, think of this as when we are together like this, in church as a fellowship. We believe that God is specially present with His people. And that is absolutely true, and here, right this minute, is true, but especially in times of collective prayer. And I can think of several times over the years when the sense of God's presence was very real and that this was more than a bunch of individuals sitting in a room with their individual ideas. And I can think of two examples very clearly. One was in home group, and we were praying for a number of things, but one particularly for somebody who was going through a very difficult time who wasn't there that night. And Mike Miller, who's now in in Calgary, lives in Calgary in Canada, I was thinking, I'd really like to pray for this person and all the things. And Mike started praying, and I went, all right, tick that. Oh yeah, yeah that too. Oh yeah, I wanted to say that. Oh, and that. Oh goodness. And I, by the end of Mike's prayer, there was nothing I c- could have added. It was so much what was on my heart that. And maybe you could, you know, you could say, oh, it's coincidence. We're all concerned about this person. It was the logical stuff and so on. But it was amazing. It was just like, tick, tick, tick. That the Holy Spirit had brought those thoughts together. Another time was probably earlier than that actually Paul Kavanagh who used to be part of this church um, was praying for my my cousin at that point was dying of cancer one of my cousins and he was praying for her husband and again it was so exactly what I would have liked to pray for it turned out I had no idea it turned out later when I think I might have said something to Paul that His own brother, I think, had died of cancer and he had some idea of what people were going through at that time. But it was an amazingly comforting thing to have somebody pray like that. So what about us? Um, This is why I pray with others, because because it's it's so encouraging. I guess I'm a people person too, so I like... um, Seeing the wider picture, hearing how prayers are answered, and so on. Now, it's not always possible to get to a prayer group. We have the opportunities that Paul has, uh, that Jordan has said and pointed out on the screen. At Hope, um, for instance, I struggle now to get to the Sunday morning one. Probably, if I really push myself, I could. But especially after I was sick last year, I don't do very well early in the morning. And um, but nine thirty, if you're going to be at church and you not trying to corral children and so on then you maybe could get here half an hour earlier but other examples are home group um, the um, the things like scripture union and um, I also go to the missionary prayer breakfast that Jean Campbell started many years ago and it's very it's scripture union and that are both breakfast times on a Saturday um, there's also Zoom possibilities, the AMT Zoom. Um, now that we've had Zoom so much, so there's other other ones that are on Zoom as well. AMT on the third Sunday, Saturday of the month have a Zoom prayer meeting. And I'm also really encouraged at the way that the kids here learn to pray in chaos. That's praying with other people. I've been once or twice over the years and it's lovely that they learn to pray that Alison and now Jill have done a great job encouraging that the other thing is that maybe you could find a prayer partner that's praying with others one other person or even two but if you can't get to things because of health or, or children for instance Thursday night at six o'clock is obviously impossible for people with well I would pretty well close to impossible for people with children but it might be good for somebody coming from work um, but yes, you, you may be able to find one other person, maybe pray with them over the phone. There's those sort of, all those possibilities. Don't just think of it as going to a prayer meeting, a ways that you can pray with other people. And it is so encouraging and so um, heartwarming and helpful. And I love this quote that I found some time ago from Pope Gregory the Great. Um, 1500 years ago when we are linked by the power of prayer we as it were hold each other's hand as we walk side by side along a slippery path and thus it comes about that the harder each one leans on the other the more firmly we are riveted together in brotherly love I'll read that again so we get in our heads When we are linked by the power of prayer, we, as it were, hold each other's hand as we walk side by side along a slippery path. And thus it comes about that the harder each one leans on the other, the more firmly we are riveted together in brotherly love. I hope that's given you some things to think about, why I pray with others and why you might be able to, and the great value of that in our lives. Thank you.